You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity. My name is John Long. I'm joined, as always, by the creative and awesome Mr. Christopher Tiny Sullivan. That's me. And we have an excellent podcast to bring you this week. We apologize if any background noise may bleed in. Just <laughs> let me start out at the top, you yeah. know. Uh, we got some people testing out another sound system while we record. In Not our, next door. Yeah, next door in our <laughs> luscious studio. So if you catch any stray audio, it'll be from them. And But I'm sure Tiny will fix all this stuff in post. Computers right? are magic. Yeah. So um, how's your week been? It's been all right. Yeah. I not really much else I could say. Yeah. I've had a fair week too. Wasn't horrible. We had a COVID nineteen scare. Oh uh, yeah. A oh, good old right. good old Papa Wit. He yes. took somebody to the doctor who had been around. Who had been exposed to someone who had COVID. Yeah. Who just FYI, pretty sure the guy who had COVID thinks it's He's one of the, it's all, it's all, fake, hoax. It's all a hoax. That's right. So. <laughs> well, let's see. Papa Witt, definitely elderly. Yes. You know, doesn't need to be exposed to anyone. He's almost 100 years old. I know. And he's know. driving a guy to the doctor. I know. <laughs> yes, that's probably, uh, that probably shouldn't have happened. No. You know? But that's, uh. It it already has. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. <laughs> no, so they say you can't. I've so, tried. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, that's uh, that's kind of wild. No COVID scares at my house. That's Just good. Normal, regular scares. Hudson and our foster kid were out playing in our garage uh, day before last, and they had cracked the garage probably about a foot, foot and a half to let some air in. Mm-hmm. Throwing balls or whatever, and one of the balls I think rolled out of the garage, and Hudson went to slide under the door oh, and no. go get it. And our foster son decided he would help him by opening the garage door. Oh but no! He said it closed on Hudson. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, Did luckily, he get chopped in half like no, in Indiana Jones? <laughs> no, he didn't. He does have. He had a little scratch on his back, but Ooh. he wasn't any worse for wear. Really, uh-huh. uh, I think they were both freaked out though. And I spent the rest of the night telling our foster kid that I didn't appreciate him trying to kill Hudson. <laughs> and so, what I thought He's was, trying to take your spot, yo. Say, what I thought was a joke probably emotionally scarred this kid who's already been through a lot of trauma. So that may be that may have been a miscalculation on my part. So that was the excitement at my house. Okay. Wanna be wanna go on the record, I was not home while any of this happened. So it's I, I cannot be blamed for right. it. Right, so it's not, not your fault. That's right. Not my fault. Yeah. 
but we've all been close. I got closed uh, one time in the automatic door of my dad's grocery store. <laughs> uh, so your head, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a long family tradition to get closed <laughs> up in an automatic door. Yeah, I'm glad Hudson's carrying it on. <laughs> Can't wait to see what his kids do. Okay, yeah. So you got some good stories this week. I do. I've got the Australian prime minister getting interrupted by a man telling him to get off his grass. Okay. I've got one guy who was arrested for making meth, but he claims that his meth was, quote, healthy meth. Okay. But I wanted to start off with this one. This one has been big. I've seen it all over Facebook and social media. Yeah. And it's huge. Tiger King. Did you watch Tiger? I assume everybody I, in North America has seen Tiger King at this point. I have watched Tiger King. Okay. Yeah, I did watch it. I actually enjoyed it. Well, Joe Exotic Zoo has been handed over to the control of Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins. <laughs> I consider that Carol Baskins to be one of the biggest terrorists in the exotic animal world right now. Spawn of Satan herself. <laughs> Which, before you get into it, I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube watching Joe Exotic videos from Joe Exotic TV. Oh, so not, okay. Not he the, has his old channel. Yes. You know, uh-huh. and uh, there's some pretty precious ones on there you need to watch. <laughs> okay. I mean, it is... It's pretty good. Well, I thought, I just assumed that they pulled all the good ones and had them in the documentary, but you're saying there's a treasure trove of if, stuff that didn't make it to Netflix? If like me, because I consider myself like a, a white trash anthropologist, you know, <laughs> like I love to study white trash, I love yes. to be around white trash. Uh, it is very fascinating. <laughs> okay. I'll say that much. There's enough there that you will have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> He's got a whole like twenty minute rant where he's talking to President Trump. So oh really? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's recent too. Yeah. It was so a year back when he was running for governor. Okay. About him, I remember that. Him and Trump were going to clean up the world or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, (laughs) back to Carol. I guess the villain of the whole, depending on your, the way you look at it, she's probably the villain of the whole documentary. Well, I remember... I don't know if there's any good guys, I was about to really. say, when I got done with the documentary, I sat back thinking, okay, nobody. Right. Except Mary, maybe, what was the name of that one lady that got her arm chewed off? Yeah, she was good. She was the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the one-legged guy I thought was okay, too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember. He had a he had a prosthetic leg, though. Oh, yeah. He was, Joe. and he raced cars and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. He seemed like an all right dude. I like the campaign manager that yeah. Joe Exotic got from yeah. Walmart yes. <laughs> to run his campaign. <laughs> he was good. He was all right. He was a little, uh, you know, watching somebody blow their brains out is. That's going to mess you up. Yeah. That'll, that'll hurt your feelings. So. Yeah, but he seemed like an okay, normal dude. At least before yeah. Joe Exotic happened right. to him. Yes, Joe Exotic was the worst <laughs> thing that ever happened to this kid. He just wanted to get involved in politics. Yeah. If I was a political science major and Joe Exotic showed up and was like, I want you to run my campaign, I'd be like, no, you know, I'm out. I'm not going to do this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think this is the kind of candidate I want to really work with. Well, I see what you're saying, but now consider for a moment you're working behind the ammo counter at Walmart. True. Do you say yes now? <laughs> Maybe so. I don't you see know. what I'm saying? Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, you're right. You're true. That's true. It's like, do you want to work in politics or do you want to sell 22 long rifles <laughs> over the counter? That's a tough choice with Joe's the other person. <laughs> you know? It is. 
you want to move on my meth fueled zoo and run my campaign, or would you continue working here? At, would you rather work here at Walmart? I don't know which one I would choose, honestly. I know which one I would choose. I would definitely go with Joe. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I've worked for Walmart, so yes, okay. I would take Joe. <laughs> it speaks volumes. Yeah, that does. That's just a lot right there. And I remember now, you know, I'm like, a super mature married man, father of two, you know, and I just know so much more now than right. I did when I was in my early twenties in my teen years. But when I was a kid, I remember I would do stuff I knew was stupid thinking, okay, well, this will be a funny story later. If I don't die, right. I can tell this story later and sure. it'll be a funny story. Yeah, that's true. I like the time we set off acetylene bombs yeah. in a neighbor's yard at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I've done plenty of stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. No one's no one's got a leg up on me. <laughs> I've done all kind of crazy stuff. Signed up to make a podcast once a week. <laughs> I've done a lot of just insane things. So yeah. It's been wild. So anyways, let's get but back anyway, to Carol. Yeah, back to Carol Baskins. This story comes from the BBC. And it just says, uh, Joe Exotic's former zoo handed to rival Carol Baskins. A zoo formerly owned by the star of the Netflix documentary Tiger King is to be handed over to the woman that he was convicted of trying to have killed. A federal judge has given Carol Baskin control of Joe Exotic's old zoo in Oklahoma as part of a $1 million trademark dispute. Joe Exotic is currently serving a 22-year sentence for his involvement in a murder-for-hire plot and animal abuse. The zoo's current operator has been ordered to leave within 120 days. Now, I'm assuming that's... Uh, Jeff Lowe? Yes, I'm assuming that's yeah. Jeff Lowe. He got you got kicked out of there, I Which guess. is wild to me because it didn't, in the documentary, they signed it all over to Jeff Lowe, and that's how he rooked Joe Exotic out of it, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. Well, because Joe owed all this money right. to Carol Baskins. Yeah. He already owed her all this money because he, he had lost some cases against her, right? Yeah, because what was her? She was Big Cat Rescue, and yeah. he named his traveling show Big Cat Rescue something. Yeah, right. It was like one word Rescues, difference, you know, with the S on the end. Yeah, because he yeah. was he was chasing SEO. He was right. chasing yes, know, yeah, um, no joke. The Google results, out. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So that's. Maybe Jeff Lowe wasn't smart enough to like start his own LLC and let it buy the zoo, and he just bought it outright. So he owes all the money now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. I know that's why that's why Joe signed it all over to him right. because that was gonna that was gonna keep her. Well, hey, you, you can't get blood from a turnip. Yeah, I you know I know I owe all this money, but you can't get my zoo because now this this crooked <laughs> this, dude <laughs> owns it now. <laughs> Dude, one of the slimiest peoples of all time. You know, yeah. that guy was just creepy. Well, I mean, it was one thing when he got Joe Zoo, but yeah. then to set him up for a murder for Hunter Yes, <laughs> right. That seems like a little overboard, right? I mean, I mean, I'm not defending Joe. No, Joe's definitely not a good guy. <laughs> yes, I'm not. I'm not coming out and defending him. It just is. It's bizarre that he's the one sitting in prison. Yeah. But Jeff Lowe and the other dude who was supposed to be the hitman in yeah, all this, right. how did they escape jail time? I, I guess if I pay you to go kill somebody and you're like, well, I'm out. And then I just money. take the money yeah. and run. No, it's hard to prove And go party in South Carolina instead. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that dude, I can't remember his name, the hitman guy. Yeah. But he's like a walking cigarette, you know? <laughs> you know that's all he smells like and everything. God. Well, anyway, it just says that... uh 
Joe Exotic's logo resembled those owned by Baskin's Big Cat Rescue Company. Baskin sued Exotic for trademark infringement in 2011, a case that ended two years later with the latter being ordered to pay Big Cat Rescue a million dollars. In 2016, Big Cat Rescue sued Joe Exotic's mother, claiming he had fraudulently transferred his zoo to her to avoid paying Baskin and other creditors. According to documents posted online, U.S. District Judge Scott L. Polk found that the transfer had been made to remove the zoo from the reach of Big Cat Rescue. Jeff Lowe, Joe Exotic's former business partner, had been told to vacate the premises in Winewood, Oklahoma, and remove all of his exotic animals. So as a result of that case way back in 2011, now Carol Baskins has all his tigers. Well. She she won. Right. She Again. Won. Wow. I mean... I feel bad for Joe. Joe's had a really bad run. And his his run of bad luck was definitely been self-inflicted. Yeah. But he you, still kinda a lot hate, of, you still hate to see it happen. Right. He caused a lot of his own problems. Yes. When, uh, when his husband blew his brains out, Ugh. I feel like that's when Joe really started going off the deep end. Yeah. Just that started the spiral. Yeah. Couldn't cope emotionally or whatever. Well, his other husband had ran off with the set with the yeah. He's like a receptionist the or something, girl. Right? Yeah, the front desk girl or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He wasn't all the way gay, I guess. Well, right? the, oh, they say in the documentary that neither one of them were. Right. They were just in it for the meth. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. the meth and the trucks and the guns, the tiger, the tiger, the ATVs. Yeah. If you're like 19 and a sliding scale of sexuality mm-hmm. and a guy's like, hey, I'll give you free drugs and you could get free trucks and shoot guns and play with tigers. Now, you can't leave the property. Right. You're you have to stay trip. here forever. Yeah. We're going to take some weird pictures together, too. You know? <laughs> you're basically my sex slave. Right. Yeah. But other than that, you get treated pretty good. I'm going to need you to work on the Walmart meat truck <laughs> you know, every once in a while. Yeah. I will say in that case, I might go with the Walmart ammo counter. <laughs> but you don't have a sliding scale of sexuality <laughs> That's what like I say, some but, people do. But if, I'm just, but if I'm just running a campaign, I might... I yeah, might, I might try it out. Yeah. Well, Carol herself, mm-hmm. like I said, kind of the villain of the whole thing, because the thing that people hate is when someone acts morally superior to other people and they aren't. Right. You know, it's not genuinely. Yes. Like if my parents are acting morally superior, they are because they don't do anything wrong. And that's still annoying. It's, it is super annoying. <laughs> but it's not yeah. as annoying right. as when someone is, well, nobody right. likes a hypocrite. And just to clear the air before I have to have a conversation, my parents do not act morally superior <laughs> to anyone. They are morally superior, right. but they do not act that way. And anyway, they treat everybody the same. So... A sheriff has confirmed that Carol Baskin's husband's will was forged. Wow. <laughs> yep. Anyone who watched episode three of Tiger King, I think I would have to say that is the least surprising news a sheriff right. would have ever given yes. the media. A Florida mm-hmm. sheriff has confirmed rumors that, that the will of Don Lewis, who is the missing husband of big cat rights activist. Still missing, by the way. And Tiger King subject Carol Baskin's was forged. Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister spoke on the matter Tuesday, speaking with 10 Tampa Bay. He said, They called in some experts to say that the will was a forgery, and I had already told them that two months ago, Cronister said. They had two experts deem it 100% a forgery. Now, 
Don's original wife and daughters, they're happy right now. You know, they are that because they were not happy Carol got that money. Plus, the secretary, like, mm-hmm. is like one person he trusted, really. They weren't happy. They didn't like Carol either. So they knew. Well, they also, they knew from the get go yeah. that that wasn't right. Right, exactly. Because if I'm remembering my Tiger King days correctly, after he went missing, she like immediately the next day. Right. Went into his office and got in his safe and got all his important paperwork out of there. That's right. And then produced this will and right. said, hey, I, this was his will. That's exactly right. That's exactly what happened because Carol is evil, right? <laughs> right. But she acts like she's not. Lewis went missing in 1997. So mm-hmm. I was 19, 20 years old when he went missing and was declared dead in 2002. And if I remember correctly, he was de- she had him declared dead, I want to say the day after she could yeah, legally have right. him declared dead. They reported his estate was worth up to $10 million, and it was left to Baskin and cut out his own family. Yeah, Even, how much did his daughters get of his estate? It doesn't say here, it just says that they were cut out. In May, Joseph Fritz, a former lawyer and friend of Lewis, stated that he believed Lewis's signature on the document to be forged. Uh, while Chronister could confirm that the will was forged, he explained how the statute of limitations leaves options limited for pursuing legal actions as the will had already been executed. That's the only reason there's no recourse, he said. A judge deemed it valid, so the civil side of it, with the execution of the will and disbursement of the funds, is one thing. But then you have the criminal side, which is uh, unable to prosecute. So basically saying they could probably sue her on the civil side, but there's no like criminal right. way. They can't go lock her up for forging his I wheel. wonder if they will. Oh, I bet you they will. <laughs> you think so? I bet you they will. <laughs> Cronister confirmed that the investigation on the matter uh, has not concluded. True crime docuseries Tiger King premiered on Netflix in March and quickly became the most popular media on the streamer. Exotic is currently in prison. Joe Exotic is for conspiring conspiring in the attempted murder of Baskin. So he's guilty of hiring the least reliable hitman yes, he could right. have ever gotten in touch with. Right. I mean, he would have been better off just walking down the sidewalk in Walker County yeah. and just asking. And oh yeah, that's right. It. He could have found somebody <laughs> easily. And the uh, the dude who was turning information over to the FBI or whatever, oh, yeah. big boy, jet ski guy or whatever, you know, there's <laughs> oh, just yeah. like that one scene that's not related to anything where he's riding Oh, that dude, skis. yes, yes. I wonder what he, he, was, he was. If I remember correctly, he was, he owned a bar? Yeah, like or a strip, was it a strip club, club or something. He owned yeah. a strip club. Yeah. He was an associate of <laughs> Jeff Lowe's right. previous business. Yeah. I wonder endeavors. what they had on him. Is something you know? He said that he got a monkey illegally or something mm-hmm. like that. But they had to have something more on him to get him to to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder what all it was. So I don't know. that's to me. I want a documentary on him. <laughs> I want to know why he was spilling beans. Well, I will say all this is shaping up for an excellent potential oh, season yeah. two of Tiger, Tiger King. King. <laughs> Tiger King Two Electric Boogaloo is going to be amazing. Yeah. Can't wait for it. Yeah. I want to see what all happens. I really want Carol to go down. You know, I want Carol to go to prison. Yeah. I want Joe to get out, but then get put back because he did something else stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's wild to me that a 
meth addict dude who killed tigers, you know, was very vindictive, did not treat his people that weren't for him well in any mm-hmm. way, is somehow the hero. Like, that's how bad people <laughs> yes. hate Carol Baskins in the whole show. That's the <laughs> wildest thing about it to me. Like, in any other situation, we would look at Joe Exotic and go, man, you're a weirdo. and right. You are not fit to be part of society. But now we're like, man, I hope Joe gets out. You know? <laughs> wild. Just wild. I also think that I wonder if some of our hate towards Carol Baskins is brought on by just Joe's almost hypnotic yeah, he just like condemnation of Carol Baskins. Well, see, that's that may be true. But also, all the other Tiger people hate Carol Baskins, too. Right. Well, she's trying to get them all shut down. The drug lord guy hates. um, uh, She wants to have her zoo, but then no one else can have theirs. That's what she wants. That's why they hate her so much. Which, brilliant move on her part to name it Big Cat Rescue. (laughs) You know? Yes. It sounds like she's out rescuing them or whatever. (laughs) And meanwhile, you go to her Big Cat Rescue, and they're all in cages. Right, like chicken wire cages, you know? (laughs) It's like not cool. I mean, I expected... uh, you know, you go to this, and I know a lot of people are kind of down on zoos, who's right now, but yeah, you go to a lot of zoos, and like their habitat that they're in is set up to look like they're out in the wild, right. and it's pretty big. And I know some places there's even places where you can go where the the animal can go hide right. and get away from yeah. the leering crowds, right? But hers, it's like she's got a bunch of huge pet carriers <laughs> with these right. cats in there. I know it's wild. It's wild. So, also Doc Antle, you know? <laughs> yeah. That dude's a freak. He's got it figured out, dude. He does. <laughs> he does. Y'all can hate me if you want to. Yeah. But there's nobody, there's no red-blooded American male who's watched that documentary and thought he's got it figured out. <laughs> oh, Doc. <laughs> he got that big sex couch, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he showing that thing off, and I was like, I would never sit on that. <laughs> I, I already know what's been going on on that thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, old Doc Antle. Let Dang. me just act like I'm some sort of Eastern mystic, trick a bunch of girls to come live in with me and take care of my animals. Yeah, for yeah, free. For free. Or no, it was $100 a week. It's something weird. $100 like a that. week. Yeah, you know, Doc Antle. Man. He's a weirdo. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Well, as much as I would love to just talk about Tiger King the entire sure. episode. <laughs> we'll save it for later. <laughs> yeah. There was an Australian man who recently interrupted Australia's prime minister, basically telling the press to get off his lawn. Okay. A local resident has interrupted a press briefing by Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison to complain that onlookers were trampling on his recently reseeded lawn. Mr. Morrison had been announcing a scheme to offer subsidies to residents on home renovations. 10,000 Australians. It's the project that creates the jobs and uh, the income limits we've put on. Sure, let's just move back from there. Come on. Hey guys, I've just reseated that. Yeah, please, off the thing. Sorry, mate. All good, that's all good, thanks. Big time dad energy. <laughs> I just reseated that, guys. You got to get off of it. And he was polite. Yeah, yeah. He was funny about yeah. it or anything. But, but it is funny. You put a lot of work in your yard. You don't want nobody messing it up. I, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine if Donald, if it had been Donald Trump, he'd have been like, nobody likes your lawn. <laughs> Worst lawn ever. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I have finally reached the age to where I actually care about my yard. Like, I always wondered when it would happen, and it's happened this year. Really? Yeah, I've, like, really... I've gotten into been doing a lot of research on how to wow. get the okay. weeds out of it and everything. You're I'm, officially an old man. I, I think so. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I mean, you've been flirting with it for a long time yeah. now, but I think this finally yeah. pushes you over there. It's wild. I, I think it's a combination of one, I'm getting older, and two, my yard is much smaller, so I have less to mm-hmm. worry about. So right. I can devote more energy to it. Okay. And my kids get on my nerves, so it's an excuse for me to like go outside and walk <laughs> around and act like I'm doing something. <laughs> right. Uh, that that's been that's been a big development in the long household. Okay. So I care about my yard now. So would you tell the president to get off your lawn? If I just reseeded it, I would have <laughs> can't be walking around on that messing everything up. You know? <laughs> I think you are. You yeah. Know? Prime Minister? <laughs> <laughs> Score one for private property rights, right? Yes. Yeah. Had a little hit in that area in the United States this week. A little bit. Just a little bit. A little setback. <laughs> well, let's move on to a very, what I found was a very interesting story. Okay. The last recipient of Civil War, of a Civil War pension dies at 90 years old. Interesting. Yeah, so someone was still getting a pension from a Civil War soldier wow. in the United States. She goes to show you, Civil War wasn't as long ago as you might think it was. No. You know, not exactly ancient history. No. Which, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the Revolutionary War was just yeah, uh, not even 100 years prior to that, was yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah, a little less than that. Mm-hmm. Four score and seven years before, I believe. <laughs> Uh, Irene Triplett, the last person to receive a pension from the American Civil War, has passed away at age 90. Triplett died on Tuesday after surgical complications following a fall at a North Carolina nursing home. She was the daughter of Mose Triplett. Mose. <laughs> Mose. Big time old man name and an office character, too. <laughs> That's what I say. I hope his name was Mose Shrute. <laughs> yes. So Mose fought for the Confederate. And the Union armies. <laughs> okay, now I know for sure that this was a shrewd. <laughs> uh, according to Military.com, Moe's triplet defected to the Yankees after realizing he was on the losing side of the war. So, well, that's smart man. Classic front runner move, you know? <laughs> yes. Classic front. That's me and NFL teams right there, you know? Well, I mean, anytime there's some kind of struggle going on, you want to be on the winning side, yeah. right? True. And uh, I, just, I don't know. It's, it's hilarious to me when someone thinks they're reading the tea leaves correctly and they and they end up on the wrong side yes, anyway. Right. <laughs> so he fell ill before the Battle of Gettysburg, where nearly 92% of his unit was wiped out. What a wow. stroke of luck. He <laughs> gets sick right before that. I wonder if he really was sick or <laughs> just playing. <laughs> he just... He again. He I knew, got a tummy ache. He knew what was coming. <laughs> Maybe he got he got a peek at the the intel before the battle. Right, right. He was like, so, oh, "I'm not gonna. I can't do it." So years after the war, Mose married Elda Hall, his second wife. In 1930, the 34-year-old Hall gave birth to Irene Triplett. By this point, Mose Triplett was 83 years old. Wow. Still had some bullets in the old gun, you know? Uh, And he died at 1938 at the age of 92. So Irene Triplett, whose father fought on both sides of the American Civil War, has passed away. Oh, that's the caption of the picture. I'm an idiot. Uh, (laughs) But 
His decision decades prior to switch sides qualified him and his family for a pension. The Veterans Pension Program provides monthly payments to wartime veterans who meet a certain age or disability requirements and who have income and net worth within certain limits. One of the VA's requirements is service during an eligible wartime period. Moe's triplet service falls so far into the past, it is no longer listed with the likes of the First and Second World Wars, the Korean War, or the Vietnam War. Still, in accordance to the VA's motto, to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and his orphan, Moe's triplet's pension began when the war ended in 1865. Upon his death, his first wife collected his monthly payments and it then passed on to Irene. The VA paid the sum of $73.13 to her every month until her death. By that time, <laughs> the triplets had collected the pension for 155 years. Wow. So let's see what total benefits they got. And it was what, $73 a month. Yeah. Which I'm, I assume that was a lot back yeah. when they first started drawing this. That's a total of $11,335.15 that they collected over the life of the pension. Not, not a, a lot in 2020. No, not a lot yeah. in 2020, but in 1938 or right. whatever, $73 could go a long way in helping you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I read another story about her. Apparently, Irene had lived kind of a rough life not necessarily a rough life like Joe Exotic of his of her <laughs> own doing. She was just always poor, had to work to get and so that pension helped and her. Didn't get have along. a daddy. <laughs> yeah, her daddy died when she was real young, <laughs> yes. you know. So that pension helped her get by. But I saw this pretty fascinating, number one, that someone was still receiving a Civil War pension. And number two, that an eighty three year old man fathered a child. <laughs> Can you imagine at eighty three being like, I gotta Start changing diapers again. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, at 83, potentially have someone changing diapers for, for you. you so. right. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> and good genetics out of the triplet family, out of Moe's. He handed down, she lived to be 90. So yeah. he handed down some good genetic or good mm. genes to her. So, hmm. well, if I ever live to be 83 years old, maybe I should. Try to have one. What kind of smooth talker was he to rope in a 34-year-old? You know? You know, he'd be like, look, baby, I fought in the war. Let me show you my Civil War scar. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of gross to think about. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to think about it in detail. <laughs> I've already thought about it in detail. My brain doesn't work like everybody else's. <laughs> you can't compartmentalize that <laughs> right. part of the, yeah. the scenario. I just wonder how you uh, how you get a 34-year-old girl when you're 83. Well, you know, we were talking about this earlier, but supposedly uh, Taft, the... The president? Yeah, the president. Mm -hmm. What was his name again? William Howard Taft. Well, he's He's got a grandson that's still alive. Right. So... Do you know another bit of Taft trivia? They had to build a bathtub for him in the White House because he was so big. He wouldn't fit in the other bathtub. Wow. Oh, he was a rotund, a man of girth. <laughs> that's my kind of president yes, right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was rotund for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, like, what's your come on line when you're 83 to a 34-year-old? Like, come on, sit on Pappy's knee, you know? <laughs> Tell me what you want for Christmas. <laughs> that's right. I got this $73 war pension coming in. <laughs> When would that have been? What do you mean? Like, what year would he have had to had that kid? Like, he had her in 1930. Okay, so I'm trying to think. Depression? 
That's true. Maybe he had bread. That's right. Maybe so. A little roof over his head. <laughs> he had Everybody's bread. Everybody's struggling for a job. He's got that $73 and he had a pension. coming in. Yeah. That's what you need to father a kid at 83 years old. Maybe so. During the Great Depression. I mean, May-December relationships aren't necessarily uncommon, you mm-hmm. know, with an older man, a younger woman, or vice versa. But that's like a 50-year difference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's way more than I would imagine. <laughs> Talk, the original Sugar Daddy, Moe's Triplet. <laughs> I guess what I say, Sugar Daddy is nothing new. <laughs> it's right. just got a new name. <laughs> oh, Moe's Triplet. <laughs> Hats off to you, Moe's. All right. Hoist one for Moe's. That's right. Well, our next story is uh, police arrest a man who claimed he was making, quote, healthy meth. Okay. All right. Uh, Low carb man. I was thinking like meth light. <laughs> Crystal light. You know, yeah. that's really where it's at. Crystal light. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's the street name. That's exactly right. <laughs> anyway, a Colorado man is facing drug charges after police say that he told them he was attempting to create a healthy meth substance. With acai berries, I hope I'm saying that right. I think that's how you call them. Inside a meth lab in his garage, although a search of the garage did not turn up any methamphetamine. So, okay. man, he knew they were coming, so I tipped him off. I don't know. Why are they arresting him then if there's no meth? Craig Williams Rogers, 49, was arrested on suspicion of controlled substance possession possession of drug paraphernalia, and unlawful distribution, manufacturing, and dispensing of a controlled substance. He was released Wednesday on a $15,000 bond. Longmont police officers said they received a tip, including pictures of the meth lab on Tuesday. No, hold on. I just want to, not to get back into our previous debate, (laughs) but a lab is just a lab until (laughs) meth is made in it, right? Well, I don't know what the law says. I, mean, I don't either. I'm just speaking in common sense terms. I feel like uh, when it comes to uh, to anatomically correct dolls, right. we can have this debate. <laughs> when it comes to a meth lab, I feel like it really comes down to what does the law say? Well, it's like <laughs> like, a, like a steel, like you'd make moonshine with. Yeah. Well, you could distill water in it if you wanted to, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, but there you, has to be moonshine in it for it to be illegal. You try telling that to the, to the back in the 1920s. Right. Yeah, you're right. You try to convince them not to bust up your steel because you're just <laughs> well, stealing you just want water. I just want some clean water, sir. <laughs> it's for my Venus flytrap farm. <laughs> anyway, uh, Rogers was seen leaving the home in a pickup truck on Tuesday afternoon, and he was stopped. He acknowledged that he had meth inside a pipe in the center console of the truck. Rogers also told officers that he was making a healthy meth substance at his home because there were acai berries in it, according to an affidavit. (laughs) Booking documents do not indicate if Rogers has an attorney or who can speak on his behalf. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's going to get a public defender. Sure. Investigators found a berry-like substance inside the lab, Longmont Deputy Chief Jeff Satter said, adding that there is no possible way to make healthy methamphetamine. Well, has has he tried, though? Yeah. How do we know until you try? (laughs) I mean, it's an effective weight loss tool. Regardless, so I've been told. Yeah, uh, you could drop I've some never, pounds. I was about to say I've never looking through mugshots. Yeah. I've never seen a meth head that was fat. No, no chubby meth heads <laughs> no for the most chub- part. No. Now, 
they may start out that way, but yeah, once you've been on the the diet plan for a while, <laughs> it works very effectively. And I would also imagine it's probably not easy to eat all that food when you don't have any teeth. <laughs> when all your teeth fall out, it makes <laughs> yes. it a little more difficult. Yes. Uh, he says, quote, no amount of meth is safe, whether it has a berry in it or not. It's a highly addictive, life-destroying drug. Okay, that's true. Investigators said that no meth was found inside the garage, but believe Rogers had the tools to make up to an ounce of meth a day. Satter said police will test the duplex where Rogers was living for meth contamination. Rogers is scheduled for a formal filing of charges Friday in Boulder District Court. Now, I'm assuming he's just arrested on the, the little bit of meth he had in his truck, right? I guess so. A paraphernalia charge. I mean, if they... If they go into his garage and they don't find any, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, law's different everywhere. I know in Alabama, if you get caught with enough Sudafed, they'll arrest you for making meth. You know, now, whether <laughs> yes. you got a real bad head cold or not, they're just going to arrest you for it. So they may be able to pin something like that on him. But that leans credits to my argument, mm-hmm. credence to my argument that uh, a lab is just a lab until you start running meth through it. I think I might be with you on that Yeah, one. right. Yeah. Of civil libertarians, Tiny and John. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I suppose if you have a lab and you cannot do anything with that lab except make meth. Right. You still, if you still, if you haven't made any, yeah, it's just a bunch. It's of It's just a bunch of tubes burgers. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, it might as well be like a seventh grade science project. Exactly. That's why you always need a seventh grader around when you're making meth. <laughs> okay. Name Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Breaking Bad, but I get that joke. So. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I lived Breaking Bad. I don't need to watch it. <laughs> no. But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about another lady who's got ran afoul of the law, okay? Okay. A woman defecated on her ex's doorstep. Would you like to guess why? He does, um, let me think. What kind of things would bring you to the level of defecating on someone's doorstep? Well, now, I will tell you this. There's a lot more things that would bring me to that level than most women I know. Yeah. True. So I'm thinking true. it's got to be pretty bad. Well, I was thinking bad Taco Bell. <laughs> I mean. That's number one on my list. I mean, uh, you catch me on the right night, I might go in a bag and light it on fire just sure, for kids. right. Yeah. <laughs> Neighbor didn't do fun. anything. Yeah. Just for a little fun. <laughs> what, did, what did he do? Okay, so he was drinking wine from a tumbler. Oh, how dare he? Exactly. <laughs> Dika Ahmad, who was 41, turned up at the home of Silv- Sylvestris Rulis, who was 28. Talk about a cougar. <laughs> She's 41, 28 here. During the lockdown on April 15th, it messaged, messaged him saying, surprise, I'm downstairs and I've got a bottle of wine. That's a message you want to get from your cougar yeah. girlfriend. However, when he poured it into tumblers rather than wine glasses, she flew into a rage and threw it at him. Now, hold on. When you say tumbler. Like a Yeti cup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like a a small little glass for whiskey is called a tumbler, isn't it? Right, yeah. I know down in our part of the country, when we think of tumbler, I think of uh, the little plastic (laughs) ones that you can put in the freezer. Exactly. That have like little uh, Cub Scout patches in them and stuff. (laughs) Yes, right. (laughs) That's what I'm imagining he's pouring in. Not into a whiskey tumbler. Okay. I could be wrong. But not wine glasses. Yes. Well, I can see your point. That just ruins the whole mood, you know? Yeah. 
you could have poured grape you juice have into a good the romantic <laughs> night and then he busts out the the cub scout badge <laughs> you know scout braxton's travel ball number on it and a decal <laughs> or whatever yeah it says uh, Alabama the Beautiful sure. <laughs> on a little patch. <laughs> yes. Got a Crimson Tide logo in it with all our national championships listed. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she threw it at him, and he dodged out of the way, and it smashed into a cabinet. Oh, no. Ahmad then slapped him around the face ten times. Oh! And hit his housemate, Ravis Melders, with a belt before they were able to bundle her out of the house. Well, now what old Ravis do? <laughs> He's an innocent bystander. <laughs> just taking stray bullets, you know? Poor Ravis. <laughs> now, I just want to say... Right now, and I know he doesn't listen to this podcast. He's a successful young man. But David Marshburg brought my wife and I two wine glasses back from Italy one time when Uh he traveled over there. That's the only two wine glasses I own. (laughs) But now I know I'll never get slapped around for pouring wine into a tumbler. So amazing foresight by David to bring me those. Okay, so that was when she dropped her knickers and defecated on the doorstep of his home in South Kensington. The couple had been in a relationship since 2018. I would assume this is a breakup. This is a breakup poop right here. (laughs) You know? I mean, I know that uh, I don't see how you come back from that. Yeah, I don't either. So, uh, as a result of previous trouble... Mr. Rulis was banned from seeing a med, so they've had a topsy-turvy relationship for a while. Hmm. Uh, he appeared in court via video uh, as he is currently in custody on various charges, including stealing the doorbell from a med's home. <laughs> so he was like, you going to poop on my doorstep? I'm steal the doorbell from yours. <laughs> Ahmed said that on, that day, on the day she attacked him with a tumbler, she was at his house to retrieve the doorbell, and he had invited her in for wine. However, District Judge Alex Jacobs at the Westminster Magistrates Court rejected her version of events and convicted her of a criminal damage charge and two counts of assault by beating. Prosecutor Julie Idwo, I believe that's how you say it, mm-hmm. said the defendant became upset by the complainant drinking wine from a water glass rather than a wine glass. Her previous convictions made it make it appear that when she is in drink, she resorts to violence instead of using uh, including using glasses and throwing them towards the complainant. So she's a, a violent drunk. Yeah, okay. yeah. She she tied one on. You better look out. And maybe she already had some before she showed. Oh up. yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> She'd I'm already sure. had a few. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Mr. Rula says she was drinking too much, and when she drinks too much, she gets very aggressive and angry over little things. She texted me saying, "Surprise! I'm downstairs. I've got a bottle of wine." That was her mistake, was the text, because then he had evidence that she showed up and was uh, happy about being there. Uh, Said she had six or seven glasses of whiskey, and I had two or three. She slapped me eight to ten times in the face. She said, I can do anything, anytime, because I'm the woman, and there won't be any bruises on your face. (laughs) She wanted to have physical contact again, he said. Uh, My flatmate gets home. She doesn't like my flatmate, so I asked her nicely to go to my bedroom and talk for a little while with her, and then I went back to talk to my flatmate. She was aggressive, rude, disrespectful. I went back to the bedroom and realized she's using my phone. 
I saw Facebook was open and Instagram, and she added nasty text to my Facebook, which I deleted straight away. <laughs> so he's got a just That's a, classic psycho girlfriend. Yeah, he is with a psycho. She got super aggressive and started fighting my flatmate, trying to kick him. And then I realized this is out of control. We have to call the police. Somehow he managed for her to be outside the door. And that's when she started being really loud outside the door. It was super loud, as he says. (laughs) Uh, Suddenly it was silent. He was standing inside looking at what was going on outside. He said she was urinating and pooping outside of my front door. I saw from the third. At least window. she's outside. True. Yeah, you, you can, don't want to do that on the inside. You can. You made the right move yeah, you because take a, you can clean that up yeah, with a water hose. You get the hose pop out on it. Uh, I saw from the floor, third floor window that she was slapping him with a belt, and she, and she was trying to take his bicycle out, and uh, he was trying to take it indoors. Oh, man. Six officers arrived and tried to pin her down, and she will be sentenced at the Crown Court on a later date. Hashtag justice for yeah. Ravis. Yeah. She's not a horrible-looking lady. Or I was just fixing to say, what does she look like? You don't put up with all that from a ugly No, lady, no, no, right? no. You can, I mean, you know what? You can have uh, a... <laughs> you, you can, can be a little crazy and be hot, right? <laughs> yes. If you look like she looks, then you know what? You can probably, you know, poop on somebody's doorstep and get them to meet you for I, a second or third date. I might let you slap me around a little bit. <laughs> you know, I draw the line at pooping on the porch. I draw the line at Ravis. How dare you, lady? <laughs> yeah. Don't touch my roommate. He had nothing to do with this. I mean, this is Ravis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He Come on. Violated some bro code there. <laughs> yeah. Well, bottom line is get yourself a couple of wine glasses if you're out there, single man. Okay. Yes. Wine's huge with with the ladies, so mm-hmm. you need to be prepared for when this happens. I remember when me and Tara were dating, <laughs> and I look, y'all, I know this is super lame, <laughs> but uh, we get the uh, non-alcoholic carbonated grape juice. Good Baptist. <laughs> like a good Baptist. Sure. We drink we drink that for special occasions. Which at Tara, she don't she don't like the taste of uh just like regular wine. Yeah. And she thinks it tastes terrible anyway. Some so. wine does to me too. Yeah, especially yeah. the kind out of a box. I like a uh, I like a real classy wine like Boone's Farm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Well anyway, I remember I bought a couple glasses because you know, you gotta have, you gotta have I don't want to get beat up and have someone poop sure. on my doorstep. Right. Yes. <laughs> but it said uh, and they come from Target, by the way. Oh, glasses. <laughs> Wait till you hear this. <laughs> it said on like the stem, like on the very bottom, it said it was made out of some kind of polycarbonate and was unbreakable. Okay. And I thought, this is what I need because I tend to break a lot of things, <laughs> you know? Sure. But how do you know something is unbreakable? You got to test it out. You got to test it out. Right. So I went, oops, <laughs> and I slammed it on the floor of Target right there in the store. <laughs> And it held up. Okay. And so I bought it, and those things, apparently they are unbreakable because nice. they have survived my three-year-old, my seven, my, you know, ten-year-old when he was seven. Yeah. They've they've survived the dishwasher and multiplications, sword fights, BB gun practice. <laughs> they just take a licking and keep on ticking. So. Excellent. We need to make everything out of that stuff. <laughs> we do. Well, David, uh, he was working for me at the time. His family took a vacation to... Uh, Italy, and he bought these. There's a uh, an island in Italy which they make the best glass. It's like world renowned <laughs> right. glass making. And he brought these two back. Way better to me than normal glass. As a gift and a thank you for letting him off of work for like three weeks to go to Italy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 
we've had those ever since, and we use them when you know Deidre wants to get a little crazy at night sometimes. So you know, try some new stuff out. Yeah. You know? So we'll bust them out every now and then. They're beautiful though, beautiful wine glasses. Right. Better have one. If you're a single man, especially if you're dating an older, classy <laughs> lady like uh, whatever her name was, Dorica or whatever Dorica. it was. <laughs> I work with We've a lady named Dorica. Dika. Dika. Yeah. Well, you know what really goes with wine? The number one pairing with wine, from what I've been told, is Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for all their help. We're talking about world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl Cutter for Potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. So, it was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, fish, anything else you can think of putting it on. Their spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you're an 84-year-old man and you're trying to rope in a 34-year-old woman, whip you up a batch of your own homemade potato chips. Uh, put the Cajun Curl Spice on it, and there's no way she's going to re- refuse that, you know. So, and then next thing you know, you got a daughter who's getting your pension a uh, hundred and something years later, so... On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyline Boulevard, South Minus Meats, Mark's Mark in downtown Northport and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace Boulevard. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It would be a great idea for Squirrel to Photoshop the picture of Trump holding up the Bible <laughs> in front of the church with a can of Cajun Curl. I mean, just a good idea. That was on the top of my head. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl by you blend the spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use the promo code EOP10. That's the letters EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. And for the month of June, yep. if you sign up for our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash earthoddity, yep. at the $10 or $15 levels, you get free free a can of Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Yeah. Now, it's only for the month of June. Yes. So, take advantage now. You need to hurry up, you know. Yeah. We're getting overwhelmed with Cajun Curl orders, so yeah. you need to get in now so you have it by the 4th, and you can grill out and enjoy and impress all your family and friends. You know what I would do? Uh, I would I would take a picture of Nick Saban at his press conference where he's got the can of Coke sitting there. Yes. I would photoshop Cajun Curl over that Coke. I have a feeling... <laughs> 
you could probably get away with it. I did. There was one time I just hold up his hands like this. And I put two roly poly sandwiches in his hands, <laughs> yeah. and I ran with it for a while. And I always assumed I would get like a call from the athletic department, uh-huh. going, "Hey, you can't use Nick Saban's image to sell your stuff." But I guess I was so small time they never noticed. Well, also, I'm pretty sure that I mean, when it comes to the internet. Yeah, right. You know, you as, as long as you're not claiming that that photo you have is like genuine. Right. As long as you're not like, I don't, I think you can, I mean, as far as, I think that falls under First Amendment rights. You can pretty much Probably. do what you want to. Unless you're trying to profit off of it. Like you can't profit it's off right. somebody's image. Yeah, that's And true. that's what I always assume they would say. Yeah. Sorry, you're trying that to profit sense. off of Nick. But I remember uh, when President Obama, when he released the photo of him shooting skeet yes. at Fort Bragg or wherever. Right. They released that photo and they released it with something like, you know, this photo can in no way be photoshopped or edited. Oh, for real? Good luck. Because yeah, the right. very, like that's later that day, one. later that day, there were memes galore. Yeah, that's so. going to make them do it. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. Good luck. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Well, John, we don't have any new reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's been a while since I checked. Yeah. But I think we did have a lady who found us. That's right. The other day and, and posted our in our group. So yeah. Mary Beth Sellers, welcome to the family, Mary Beth. I know that you said you stumbled across our podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested. That got me to thinking last night. I'm very interested how people found our podcast. People like Jacqueline, mm-hmm. people like Sadie. You know, I get all the folks that we know, you know around <laughs> here are like connected to us. The six degrees of John and Tiny <laughs> right. or whatever. But just the other people, it's always fascinating to me. Is like, how yeah. would you stumble upon a couple of rednecks in Alabama <laughs> talking about weird news? And Mary Beth, I know you're new, so I just want to apologize because I'm sure at some point I will say something that offends you. And just know that I'm an idiot and I take full ownership of being an idiot and I speak without thinking all the time. Right. And, but I'm really actually a pretty, well, I am a horrible person. I don't, I can't lie, uh, but I'm not as horrible as I make myself out to be sometimes. So Mary Beth here on our Facebook page, which yes. she joined, uh, left a little short review. It says, funny, sharp, witted. Five minutes into the first episode, I knew how I had found my people. So nice. We're glad we could be your people, Mary. Beth. Yes. And uh, like I say, if I say anything that offends you, just know that I really don't care. <laughs> I, I, I mean, not that I don't care that you're offended. I'm an idiot. That whatever I said, I don't care about enough. For, yes. Yeah. I don't care about my own statements. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> I don't care about my own statements. That's the greatest way to put it. I care. If about, you want like, an apology, all you got to do is is DM us or yeah, give us oh, yeah. a call. Yes, and we'll I immediately will. apologize. Uh, yeah, I will. I, I will. I recognize that I say things that are offensive <laughs> and wrong, and so I'm I'm willing to apologize for anything. The only real things I care about in life are my family. I'm a big fan of Jesus too. Yeah, and uh, Alabama football, and that's about it. Everything else, <laughs> that's your top I three. Yeah, everything else I don't even care about. <laughs> Well, John, what do you say we go to the phones? Let's go to the phones. Hey, John and Tiny, it's Jacqueline. Uh, first, just want to say on a serious note, uh, my heart goes out to you guys. Uh, anyone listening, I hope that you're all safe from what's going on in the States right now with these riots. Um, I mean, I mean, I know Canada's not perfect by any means, but uh, I'm not in fear for anybody rioting at all uh, in my country or province. So. My heart goes with you, and I say prayers for you all the time. So be safe. 
Uh, on a lighter note, um, John, I am afraid of spiders, and I don't think that that makes me any less of a you know person or coward or anything. Spiders will mess you up, and even if they don't mess you up, they're still scary little buggers. And I am afraid of all bugs. So uh, yeah, just because I'm bigger than them, they're still, they're still scary. Just a second. <laughs> all right, Jacqueline, I get what you say. All right. The spiders are scary. But think, you got to think about this logically. You are a human being. You have risen to the top of the food chain All in right. just about every situation. You can take care of a spider. A shoe will take care of a spider. Real easy. They're no match for you. Yeah. You don't have to be afraid of them. I'm empowering you. I'm not making fun of you. Right. You can take out a spider if you want. Mm-hmm. Just got to do it. Once you do it once, it gets easy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. That's just how it goes. It's just like breaking the law. You do it once. Yes. Yeah, it gets easier every time. <laughs> it gets easier every yeah. time. It's like having sex. Right. <laughs> okay. First time, a little awkward, a little weird. You're nervous. You're scared. But then you do it, and you're like, well, it's not so bad. You know? <laughs> and then the next time, the next time, before you know it, you're killing them with your thumb. You know? <laughs> you don't even need a paper or anything. Gotcha. Yeah. So don't be afraid, Jacqueline. You're a strong, independent, powerful woman. You can take care of a spider. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, la. Uh, a little bit of fact-checking, I did, uh, which I actually kind of knew. The Chinese mob is called the Triad. Uh, that comedian that was talking about no one wants to fight the naked guy, that's Rodney Carrington. Uh, he is pretty funny. I had heard of him as well. Uh, why did I not Rodney think Carrington. Rodney yeah. Carrington? Right. Obviously, that's Rodney Carrington. I saw some riot footage of a guy that was naked this week <laughs> running around <laughs> oh, really? challenging people. He got beat up pretty bad. <laughs> like, one-on-one naked guy usually works. One-on-25 like, naked guy just gets beat up. Yes. Yeah. So, you gotta know your odds and you're the naked guy. Yeah. Uh, I did watch King of Kong this week and, oh man, um, I, I have nerdish tendencies and that movie made me want to punch just about everybody in the face. Uh, it kind of made me a little anti-nerd, so I, I guess I know where you're coming from on that one, John, but, um... There you go. Come on over to the dark side, Jacqueline. <laughs> I think you realize nerds are a problem. They are. You can't let them get too much power. Well, nerds out of control are a problem. That's what that's we're running rampantly towards nerds out of control in this world. All right. Yeah. Is there not just a little bit of you that wants to just see what happens? No. And I've said it before. We're all nerds about something. Everybody's a nerd about something. Right. Those people are nerd nerds, you know? Like they are nerd nerds. than the yeah. nerds of the nerds. Right. Some people are nerds about sports. Like, Some people are nerds about hunting, music, whatever. Those people normally keep themselves in check, you know, yeah. as far as their fandoms go. Yeah. And, uh, but these are like the, the 1% of nerds. Yeah. They are just too much. <laughs> right. Yes. And you still haven't watched King of Kongs out there. Everybody watch it. <laughs> oh, I will not watch that movie again. It just made me, it just enraged me sometimes. So anyway... And finally, um, I just upped my Patreon to $10 because I got to get me some of that Cajun curl. I have been trying, uh, but the shipping to Canada is ridiculous. So uh, if I can get it from you guys without having to pay for the shipping, I'm all in. And uh, you were saying you wanted to have it out by July 4th for the barbecues. Canada Day, which is our July 4th, is July 1st. So uh, if you could get it to me by July 1st, that'd be awesome. Uh, anyway, great show, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. 
noted, July 1st is Canada Day. That's right. We're just celebrate Canada. Yeah, I mean, no. Are they celebrating? <laughs> they're not celebrating their independence, right? No, I, I listened to another podcast, and one of the guys on that on that podcast is Canadian. He talked about it. And okay. it's, it's basically just Fourth of July. We're celebrating American independence. That's right. But, but big day. <laughs> yes, but it's also a celebration of America in general. Sure. Well, ju- you know, Canada, they wanted to have a, ce- a day to celebrate Canada, so they celebrate Canada. Okay. And, and apparently it's on July 1st. They try so. to come in a little early, you know, <laughs> to steal some of our shine. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, uh, we here in America, we, we'll celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. We'll celebrate any day we'll you celebrate can drink. any holiday you can drink on. So yeah. why don't Americans, why don't we get in don't on Canada? it and we celebrate Canada Day? I don't have a problem with what that. What are you doing July 1st? <laughs> well, I'm working. <laughs> July 4th on a Saturday this year. We should by take the way. that day off to celebrate Canada Day. Oh. And and how how would we how would two rednecks who find themselves in rural Alabama celebrate Canada Day? Chop down a maple tree. We could chop down a maple tree. We could eat snow cones. Oh yeah, true. We don't have snow, so we couldn't like you nah. know make a snowman. Ride a moose if we could find a moose. <laughs> we have to find a moose first. Yeah. Not really any moose in Alabama. We could we could watch hockey. I love hockey. <laughs> I love hockey. Yeah. I'm all in on hockey if the season's back by then. I don't remember what their plan is to get reopened. Let's see. I'm trying to think of other Canadian stuff. Is, is that it? Is that maple syrup? <laughs> well, you know, I eat syrup a lot. Yeah. Syrup is a consistent part of my diet, but mainly Golden Eagle syrup. Which is the best syrup in the world. All right, so, well, Jacqueline, tell us more Canadian stuff, because <laughs> right now our list is listen, maple syrup. <laughs> we can listen to Rush. <laughs> okay, we can All listen right. to Rush. I love Rush, by the way. <laughs> Huge Rush fan. Yes. Yeah. Um, watch Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. yeah, that's how I'll celebrate Canada. All right. Yeah. Sounds like a party. <laughs> and then we got a call from Nathan. Oh, why did I call? I should have. I really should think out my calls better. I kind of just like, oh, I just listened to an episode. And then I call. Man, I don't have anything to talk about. And what I said before, you guys have a southern accent. Do I have a Wisconsin Wisconsin accent? I just want to know. Most people that I talk to are in Wisconsin, so um, I hear the same maybe accent. I don't know. All right, bye. Nathan got out of the closet or wherever he was at when he was calling out last week. But yeah, I see what he's saying. Like, if you're just around the same group of people all the time, right. how do you know if you have an accent or not? Well, and yeah, I can. When he said Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin, I there's a little bit of there's a little bit of a what was it Midwestern yeah. accent when, in there? When yeah. people tell me I have an accent, I'm always like, no. You have an accent. <laughs> like where I live, I speak perfectly normal. Yeah. You know, I don't have an accent. I just talk normal. I will say this. Now, you know, living around here, there's definitely different levels sure. to Southern right. accents. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we go to church with one dude. He would make us sound, you know, like English professionals if you heard him talk. Which who are you talking about? <laughs> talking about uh Jeff. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. Just heavy southern. I'm heavy southern too. You know? I was, and you know what? Before we started this podcast, I actually thought that I didn't have that much of a southern accent. Yeah. And then listening to us editing the show right. every single week, I was like, you know what? Well, I have a lot more thicker accent, a lot more thicker accent than yes. I thought. 
I'm proud of my southern accent. Yeah. I love it. Listen to yourself talk is weird. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've, we're like, what, 125 episodes deep? I've gotten used to it. Right. But I'm proud of it. I can't imagine talking like a normal person. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I just can't. It's There's a lot of things to not be proud about living in the South, but I think our accent's number one, you know? <laughs> Now, anytime anyone in the media wants to act like do a voice for somebody being stupid, they default. Yes, to southern a accent. southern accent is their default. Right. Yes. Some of that's our own fault. <laughs> you know, do have a not great education system here in Alabama. But uh, I think that having an accent is cool and everybody should be proud of their own accent. Right. Regionalization of accents is one of the coolest things in the world mm-hmm. to me, you know. Let me ask you this. What's your favorite accent? The South. <laughs> okay, well, besides the South. <laughs> if you're uh, watching a movie, I love, you have a favorite? I love Italian. I think Italian people have the coolest. Okay. You know, like, give me an ugly woman speaking Italian, and I'm like, man, she's beautiful. You know? <laughs> I love it. That's mine. What about yours? I'm a big fan of uh, African accents. Oh, yeah. I went to, well, shocker, I didn't graduate college, but I did take some classes with a guy from... Uh, Kenya, whose yeah. name was Charles Juma. I could listen to that dude talk yeah, all they have a, day. Yeah, long. that is true. Man. Yeah. So I, I just think that accents are cool. I like the push to everyone not having an accent, like when they're on TV and everything. Yes. Yeah. I don't like it. I also don't like people not from the South, like in a movie, doing a Southern accent. Because I'm like, <laughs> man, you're doing it all wrong. You know, like, you don't even sound like people right here. Yeah, that's a, that's precisely how Indian Americans feel about uh, Apu on The Simpsons. Okay, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, Apu's a little problematic. <laughs> Simpsons went a long time with that, you know. <laughs> yeah, we got any other calls? Nope, those are the calls that we have. So if you're listening, call in. Let us know how you found the show. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if we know you, you ain't got to call in and let me know because I know how you found out through one of us. But if you're one of these uh, people from a foreign land <laughs> outside of the greater <laughs> North Fort Tuscaloosa Fett County area, yes, uh, let us know because I'd be interested in figuring it out. You know, if you came to us through Fringe or you came to us through uh, just a random search on the internet. Or you saw something we shared on Facebook. I just think it would be kind of interesting to see how people found us. I would like to thank all of our patrons, but I would like to send out a special shout out to those who donate at the $10 tier. Getting that free Cajun curl, by the way. (laughs) Getting that free Cajun curl for the month of June. Mr. Chris Tipton, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Miss Jackie B., Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Brandon White. That's right. And Mr. Daniel Hendrick. Okay. We thank y'all so much. Uh, yeah. This this podcast, I have a lot of fun doing it, even though it takes a lot of time to do. Uh, I know it probably don't sound like it on your end, but there really is a lot of uh, <laughs> effort that goes into the show. Look, Tiny, does, and I'll be perfectly clear, Tiny does <laughs> everything for this podcast. I just show up and embarrass myself for an hour or so a week. Tiny does everything else. He is the brains, the brawn. Everything behind this, so everything but the talent. Yeah, if you like, <laughs> if you like Earth Oddity, it is because of Tiny. You know, it's not. I have nothing to do with it. He deserves all the credit for it. <laughs> well, it is because of me, and it is because of our patrons who continue to donate right. to the show. Thank y'all so, 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 so much. Yeah. If you would like to become a patron, you can sign up at Patreon.com/slash Earth Oddity. 
Get that free Cajun get curl the, for the month of June. Yeah. Ten dollar tier. Get the get a get you a bottle of Cajun curl. And if you can't, we understand that. But one thing that you can do is you can tell one person about the show. That's right. Yeah, spread the show, the gospel yes. of Earth Oddity. One on one contact. Tell your friends. Tell anyone you know that that you may think would enjoy our brand of humor and commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, just call them. Show them how to download it. And <laughs> yeah, um, force them to listen to it. I would recommend putting super glue on their earbuds and shoving <laughs> them in their ears. And let it dry for a few seconds and then shove it in yeah. so you get a good bond. And then turn the volume up like Marty McFly did to his dad in Back to the Future. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Once again, thanks everybody for listening. The, yes. We would not, we would just be two rednecks in a room talking to each other without y'all. Well, I think that'll about do it for the free show. What do you got coming up in the Patreon extension? <laughs> got a good show. I got a really good story. Got a story about psychedelic toads and a porn star. Okay. So, you might want to sign up just to hear that. I am going to talk about cannibalism for okay. some reason. All right. <laughs> Sounds cheerful. A little darker yes. than we than we like to go on the show sometimes, but this is a bizarre story. So, for everybody else. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Everywhere We're podcasts are available. Yes. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Occasionally we post show art. You can yeah. check that out, uh, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. I got it real early this week. Yeah, you A credit to me. Not enough people have thanked me. Yes. <laughs> but by far, the best way to get in touch with us is our handy dandy phone, line, phone number. What's that phone number, John? 662. 662- Four nine three two zero five nine. That's six six two four nine three two zero five nine. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Dama 